Last time on Klingons and Dragons, an older Lormian uh, approaches you. Our planet is suffering geologic distress, and our scientists tell me that our planet is probably going to break up within a couple of weeks. You detected a very powerful energy source just north of the capital. And when you had done your initial reconnaissance, you discovered a series of caves that lead in that direction. We're in this cave. We're walking around. We're not flying around. Yeah. Are we on our shuttle? Did we uh, land? N- no. You landed and uh, and you have to go the rest of the way on foot. So you guys proceed into the tunnels. You come to a deep ravine. Mm-hmm. You might remember this from the last episode. <laughs> I do. You come to a big cave that's full of fog. And your tricorder tells you that it's probably poison. Uh, I'm going to be a little reckless on this. I was a little angry about how it came out the last time. As you guys follow down the tunnels and the caves, you find a vast underground cavern filled with incredible machinery. Rows of computers and control devices line the walls. But the current purpose of, of this equipment is just to keep the planet stable. It's clearly starting to fail. As you pop a chip into a slot and throw a couple of switches the tremors and such in the planet's surface have stabilized uh, whoa nice and you get a signal from the ship remember i said there'd be ethical dilemmas well here they come on klingons and dragons communicator picks up a signal from the ship sweet um this is your captain yeah what what, what's been happening (laughs) um if i recall you guys left uh you left someone at the con um oh yeah it was uh not the doctor it was a girl hannah dell yeah i think that sounds right agreed who was an engineer, lieutenant? but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Dell. Lieutenant, this is your captain speaking. Can you get a fix on all of us down here? Um, we can, Captain. We don't know what happened, but uh, all of the, the ionic interference in the atmosphere just just cleared up a couple minutes ago. A few seconds. So, point of order, do we have other scientists on board? Okay, and that runs. Um, I'm going to wager it's a fucking starship. It should have at least another scientist on board. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Some engineers and stuff like that. I mean, one one or two, it is a it is a combat-focused vessel, so you don't have, you know, a lot of science uh, officers or equipment, uh, but you do have, you know, a couple. So I'm thinking that we need to uh, send a few people down here and keep working on this till we get it. Uh, more stabilized because we don't have a sense of how long this is going to last. Right. Or do we have a sense that, yeah, this is going to last another decade. Um, yeah. I mean, now, now everything's working. Do we have any idea what's, you know, what's happening? And okay. As, as you, is there anything new we learn as you look at and, um, sort of analyze what, what little you've been able to, um, figure out about this equipment and how it works. Uh, you, you think that the planet, the planet's life has been extended by maybe six months. It's okay. it's it's not great. Um, but really, all that you've done is uh, you you took a couple of of um, 
consoles or systems that that had shorted out or had had broken down and just got them working again you still don't really know anything about how to how to use this equipment so I think we're going to have to eventually make a decision about what to do about these people. We, we've right. put in a stopgap, but we don't have a long-term solution. And I think we'd all agree we don't want to let these people die. That's right. But oh, it does fine. give us six months. It does give us six months fine. to get them. It does give us six months to get them off this planet. So I think that's, that, that is good. But I think we can get some other scientists down here to keep working on, on maybe. Understanding this technology, right? Understanding this technology and understanding if there's a way to fix it permanently or are we just going to have to move this planet back to where it used to be? Then that's going to be our next thing. Hey, I got myself in trouble doing that shit before. Yeah, don't beam anything. Okay, so are you guys, um, you guys are able to teleport back to the ship and possibly, um, just back out to the cave entrance where you left the, um, the shuttle? So how much of their technology, yeah. if I pull Commander Fox aside and say, how much of their technology have they seen of us so far? I would say very minimal. I think we tried our best to be rather... Now, to be fair, I don't know what technology the actual indigenous species has. So I don't know if they can... You know, before there was something that was shielding us because we couldn't communicate. So I don't know if they can sense us now. Um, we should. You should keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm thinking is... So, did we leave people back at the other thing? Is that one of our issues? The other scientists from the SS Tesla are still in the capital city. Um, the The USS Pike is hidden behind a, a small moon from, from Lormian satellites. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did park it there. So, so I walk over to Dr... What's her Fez? Faz. Faz. I walk over to Dr. Faz and, and whisper, do you have a, um, do you have a, um, hypo spray, uh, that will knock out the, uh, Lormian? Uh, sure. Can, can you provide that to me? Uh, Not creepy. Okay. <laughs> he, 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 hand, he pulls a, a hypo spray out of the med kit and hands it to you. So I walk over and, uh, that's goaltending. <laughs> I know what you're watching. Uh, so I, I walk over with a hypo spray and put my arm around the Lormian and I say, I think we've got this all figured out. And then I, Oh dear God, uh, hi- hypo spray him to <laughs> knock him out. Okay. Do a red alert. <laughs> Sorry. Do a daring security. Daring security. Do it, man. Fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? Daring security? Totally daring. Uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to use one more momentum because we have so many. Is it complication one? Uh, Yeah, complication is still one. Can I use use, uh, empathy on this? I I think that's the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's not... You're not not feeling... You're not really sympathizing with this person at this point. No, I I am. I don't want them to know too much about us. Well... I mean, but I don't think you're doing what you would want them to do to you, which is empathy. So everyone, I did a one. Does that mean I succeed, but with a complication, which was going to happen anyway? But did you did you use momentum? Yeah, I used a momentum. Okay. Uh, okay. So he, as as you try to do that, he kind of pulls pulls back and uh, and slaps it out of your hand. 
Oh, I don't succeed. I thought it was only one. But it's opposed because it's like a melee attack. Oh. Oh, shoot. Okay. You also rolled a complication, but yep. Yeah. All right. We'll call that well, him. Him succeeding. He doesn't. He doesn't hurt you, but um. Let's see. I've not given any thought to this character's personality. I had my reasons. Um, he he's just kind of kind of shocked, and uh, he's he doesn't he doesn't fight you. He looks he looks a little. He doesn't understand what I was even doing. He he looks a little a little offended. Um, the the Lormians are are peaceful, so he's not uh, he's not violent. But he he really he really just looks confused. He's like, what what are you doing? Why why <laughs> why with you? I was just trying to make sure that you were going to be safe. in after all of this, it didn't feel yeah, like that's what every powerful nation uh-huh. says. Oh, it's for your own safety. Peace. Whose team are you on? Not yours. You're the captain. I want your job. You're going to spread peace and security throughout the galaxy, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing with my penis. Trying to follow the prime directive. The prime directive is these people should not know too much about us. If they're going to die, they will never know anything about us. They're not going to die because we will move them off this planet. Hey, can we have an actual intellectual conversation about that? Because they're still going to die right now. They're still going to die. Delayed, we just delayed, you know, the inevitable. I agree. But we have six months to move them, not a week. Yeah. So what do you do? Is it not our problem? I mean, we no. can't move people out of Syria in six you months. You guys are like off a planet. You guys are. I, I was trying to. I was trying to deal with one thing at a time. This thing was. I didn't want them to know too much. I've never heard of Syria. It's back in the early 21st century. That place that was all. But the next thing. The next thing was we need to get more scientists down here to see if we can extend this. We can have a lot of Federation people show up and help to extend this. Well, first we have to go back. Yeah, I mean, to I the... guess we have time to do that. Right. It just seems all right. So it just feels like we're passing the buck. We have to go. Hey, why don't we go back to the city and get the rest of our people and then um, talk to them about what happened down below and what the situation was? Yeah, what happened down below. Okay, so... Okay, so are we walking out or are we going to beam out? Because if we're going to beam out, this guy's coming out. What happened in the cave stays um, in the cave. I don't know. It's it's a little weird if you beam with the Lormian, but the Lormian was just there as, like, extra security. So um, you can... Walk out or beam back to the shuttle that you took here. It's not the shuttle. It's a, um, Lormian, uh, flyer. Right. Um, either way, th- there's no, you know, it's just going to be a scene transition. Right. Well, the Lormian's going to know. Okay. So let's walk, let, we'll just walk out to prevent the, I, I would say that, that we should walk out to prevent the further contamination. Yeah. Agreed. So you guys get back to the flyer. You climb on board and you go back to the capital and meet back up with um, the scientists and the Lormian uh, chief minister. What's his name? Um, Dr. Sherman is the head uh, scientist. Took over for their captain when uh, that ship crashed. And... So who's got Avengers tickets? Chief. <laughs> for 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 once, you guys were talking about it, and I was like, I'm sure my theater's not. Sold I'm going to give Fandango some money. Is anyone going tomorrow night? Oh, sorry. Okay, uh, I'm going tonight. When you're ready, Dennis. I'm just trying to fill. Yeah, I I I am. I am. It's uh, Chief Minister Terrell. 
So you get back to the planet, you meet up with the scientists and, um, you, you sort of separate yourselves from the, from the Lormian, um, leadership and, uh, and explain the situation, explain the situation to the scientists. Now, from what you know, based on, um, the, the, the capabilities of Starbase 364, um, there are only two other ships assigned to the station and they are both off doing something else. Um, and it took you guys like almost five months just to get to the station. Of course it did. Yeah. Uh, now you were in a runabout at, at warp five, but you know that there's nobody on, um, on the pike that. Thanks a lot. We let the planet die. <laughs> that is any more, um, any more knowledgeable, uh, scientifically than either your chief science officer or any of these civilian scientists. <laughs> um, so as, as best you can tell, there's no, uh, you know, you're going to have to deal with the situation here in, in one way or another. That's uh, good. Good work, captain. Can I call for mutiny? <laughs> what? You mean that we extended their, their, their time by six months? Yeah. And I said, we need to take care of this. And you're like, we'll just get someone else to do it. We'll get other scientists, not us. No, I said our scientists, but he just said, we don't have any better. Well, that's why we shouldn't have left, but then we left according to your orders. I mean, well, it's, over, it's over now. Wait, what? I mean, we're on the planet. What are you talking you're, about? You're still on the what, planet. Where and, are you? Oh, oh I'm sorry. With we, your, oh, I'm sorry. He said five no, months. I thought you no. we'd gone back to the start no, base. My apologies. Oh, he's no, going to put you in the brig. Yeah, I am. I'm going to put him in the brig. Sorry, I'm. I'm just giving some context. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was actually happening. No, he just My basically apologies. told us that no one's going to get here in time to help us out, and we don't have okay. brain I'm, enough I, okay. to help. I don't hate you as much as I hated right, you whatever. two seconds ago. <laughs> this does uh, not feel like a Riker-Picard uh, relationship. <laughs> More right. He, he keeps criticizing my beard and my way I sit down in chairs, and I feel very more Riker Kirk. I think <laughs> Riker. <and Kirk. laughs> no, she's mine. No, she's mine. And those are no, the she... same dudes. So that's <laughs> are you right? All right, Captain. Okay, so um, you you brief the um the chief scientist, uh, the head scientist. Mm-hmm. And and described him everything you saw and everything you did, and why we can ask why would they have moved the planet? So you're talking to uh, Doctor Sherman and Doctor Faz. The other two are mm-hmm. are sort of in the back, just just listening. Um, Doctor Sherman says, uh, "Well, I I don't know, Captain. I mean, I can only assume that uh, that the planet was originally in an orbit that was not." Mm. Uh, not very conducive to life and whoever these these people this ancient civilization were um moved it out to this orbit to in an attempt to you know sort of terraform it right um that makes sense but, you know i'm on, honestly captain your your people's guess is as good as mine i'm only just hearing this information so so since there are two planets in the system that support life 
then maybe there's a, a uh, clue on the other planet as to what happened over here. That's what I was just thinking myself, Lieutenant Commander Bourne. I think I think maybe they're maybe they're connected somehow, and maybe they, we find the same technology over there, and maybe something's out of sync over there as well. Um, Doctor Sherman tells you that they they approached this planet. Um, scanning the uh the signal of this of this energy source mm-hmm. that you that you located as this control center and they've never seen anything like it and they didn't they didn't pick up any similar signals from the other planet so as as far as they can tell um organ 2 is in its natural original orbit mm. okay well why the fuck is it in the story <laughs> cuz cuz that's where the Lormians are going to evacuate. So what if we push the one planet over to the other and then they could just step across? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know where to start. We'll make us, we'll make a bridge, make a bridge. We'll just, we'll just send Fox to jump across. Never again. Oh, so they're planning on evacuating to that other planet. Drop a plank. Is that what you're saying? So, so the other planet is completely inhabited. I mean, it's all, all the surfaces are, are inhabited by Oregon twos or Oregon, yeah, Oregon twos. Um, from, from the records you have, uh, Organ 2 has a, a primitive civilization. Like I said, um, it's, it's vaguely equivalent to medieval earth. Um, so there probably are some areas that are, that are more remote, some, some islands, some, uh, things of that nature. Uh, you would have to go over there and, uh, you know, orbit and make some scans. All right. like well, I think, orbit. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to need to do. So why don't we head back up to the ship and we'll go and take a look at Oregon 2 and see what we can learn there. It won't take six months to get there, will it? <laughs> we're slightly closer. So I'm, I had to leave and miss a bit. Did we? we did we? I had the ship shoot the capital. Uh, Not yet. We're going to go check out the other planet and get more information. Were there. they already planning right. on evacuating to the other planet? Or was that our plan to evacuate them to the other planet? So the information you have, the Lormians are going to evacuate their planet either way. Um, you've bought them some time. Um, but if they do that with no assistance whatsoever, um, they're only really going to get a few hundred of their people across. They Yeah, we determine there's... There's millions. They don't have enough, you know, they've got like slightly more advanced, you know, they've got some Tesla rockets and stuff. Um, right. But we determined there's millions of them. Uh, yeah, there are, there are about two and a half million. We could um, do that in a weekend. Not if, if you leave and do nothing, the scientists are going to help them. They shouldn't, but they're not Starfleet officers. They're Federation civilians. And so they're not bound by the prime directive. Um, it's, it's not so much about revealing technology to the Lormians because they're already spacefaring, you know, there's some sort of gray area there as far as affecting their, uh, natural, um, development. Mm -hmm. Um, but about contaminating their destination planet, um, you can help them, but if you do, it's going to take a while, a couple, right. couple months, probably depending on how, and, um, you're going to have to, um, 
sort of sort of hide from Starfleet command while you're doing that because it's a clear violation. Violation. Clearly. Clearly. So are you telling us going to scan any other planet doesn't really help anything? No, you you can. That'll that'll potentially help. It, yeah, um, I, I still think yeah we should go check it out and find out some more information. But um, no, I'm all for that. I I agree with that. Yep. Okay. I mean, we may just have to drop off some technology with the scientist in the end and let them do the best they can. I don't know. We'll have to I'll have to take that under advisement. Okay. Um. So you beam back up to the ship. Yeah. Find a find a hidden alcove and uh, teleport. So you adjust orbit and uh, and go orbit around Oregon two. Um, you don't have to worry about hiding there because they're not, they have no satellite technology, obviously. No Hubble. You said they have like uh, Tesla rockets. No, that's, no, that's the, the Lormians. The Lormians do. The, the, the people of Oregon 2 do. And they're so close and they can't even share their own shit. Um, jerks. Jerks. <laughs> people on Mars. Is, this is difficulty four and it is reason science and. You'll get I got it. assistance from the ship. All right. Ready? Sensors and science. Difficulty use, two? Use momentum. It's difficulty four. Okay. Hold on. It's difficulty four. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to help out by... Uh, what, are we, what are we actually doing? We're scanning the planet. Using the ship to scan scanning, the planet. Yeah, you're scanning the topography of the planet. You're looking for sort of isolated valleys or islands or places where the Lormians can settle without... Um, too much contamination, right? Interfering with with the natives for a time. Okay, well, I'm gonna, um, I am going to reroute our scientific sensors and connect them up with the ship's main sensors and increase the power by reconfiguring our warp field to uh, increase the the uh, output, increase the output of the sensors. And that will uh, be able to have us get a, a broader area at one time. And that's how I'm going to help with this. Okay. Do a, call it daring engineering. Okay. And that's my assist with that? You're assisting, yeah. Right. So you just roll one. So go ahead, whoever's, the, whoever's doing the scanning should roll. Yeah, I didn't know if anybody else was going to do anything because it's for, like you said, the ship is going to help, right? How's Yeah, ship's helping. All right, here we go. Yeah, the ship the ship will roll automatically. Damn fucking critical. Uh, but I got two. <laughs> How do I get a one? I roll a freaking oh, one. He got we passed. This game's the worst. There's four. The there ship gives us one more, so we get a momentum. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um so you you rolled three, so you spent one and it breaks even. Yep. So it's still at five. So you you do a few orbits around the planet and you map some some good some good locations where the Lormians could settle uh and be able to you know live for a, a few generations assuming their population continues to grow without uh without interfering or interacting in any way with the with the natives of Oregon 2. So how but how big of an area will it su- how many people will it support? Um you found a couple spots, so they'll have to um, settle in in distinct separate colonies. I mean, they if they take 
equipment with them, they could potentially still have long range, you know, communications to stay in contact with, with the separate colonies. Um, right. But it's, you really just gathered information to give to them. You know, how you use it depends on how far you're willing to, um, assist with this, with this project. Um, in violation of Prime Directive. In violation. Gotta be. There's gotta be another solution. There's gotta be a way to fix that planet. Um, so I guess we'll head back over to, uh, the Lormian homeworld. Yep. Nothing we're finding here, evidently. Unless anybody wants to beam down and have a medieval. I mean, you found what you were looking for. You know. Now, just how hot are the women on this other planet? <laughs> how stinky are they? I mean, it is medieval, so. Do they like to give Umox? It's it's Monty Python, basically. Mm, great. There's there's no castle anthrax. We could beam one of them up and have fun scaring the shit out of them. I mean, that's definitely a violation of the program. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they find out. Not if we just like beam them into space afterwards. Then we haven't contaminated <laughs> right. anything. That sounds you've, sound like sound logic to me. You've only murdered someone. Well, <laughs> an intelligent life form. Well, you know, it's not like we ate him. An entire intelligent life form. Star Trek has done a lot of that. A lot of murdering. <laughs> um, all right, crew, what do you think? What do you think we should do? We can hand over this information to the Lormians so they have a better chance, but... I think we should lead the people on the pl- on the first planet through a cave, cause them to fall asleep... <laughs> And then beam them onto the holodeck on our ship where they're still walking through a fake cave. And then they'll exit the cave on the new planet, not knowing. But if we put them on the new planet, we're, we're actually violating the prime direct. No, because we found places where I, they're, I don't not, know if they're, they're not. I don't know if there's anything we can do anymore here at this point, right? I mean. Unless we can figure out what's up with that ancient technology and if we can fix it. Are there any other planets in this solar system? Are there other weird asteroids? Are there. We've done a scan of the entire solar system. Do we know all of it? N- nothing, nothing unusual. There are a couple of like gas giants and, um, and such. Okay. Well, let's go back to the other planet and then talk to the, so the, there are people there who know we're aliens and have higher technology, right? On the other planet, the minister. Yeah. I mean, the, the Lormians have, have space, have limited space flight and satellites. They just, are pre-warp still. Right. So let's go back and talk to them about uh, what we found on this planet and then um, see if they have a solution to where. So if we like, if we were to beam them up to our, like if we were to help them on our planet, we wouldn't like that wouldn't be, would that be vi- yes. prime directive violations? Yes. To our planet? No, no, no. I mean, take- if we help them on the planet three or whatever it is. No. Yeah. That would be, that would be a prime that that would be violating and move them. Would that be considered a, a prime directive violation? Yes. We, Cause we would be interfering with two cultures then at once, but we'd also, we'd be messing with the medieval group. Yeah. I mean the, the, but not if we put them on a planet where they're on the place where they're not going to interfere with each other. We should just play some C4 charges and just blow this planet up. I mean, that's, what it sounds like. <laughs> no, should we just pee on the planet? I never know. It's going to happen anyway. Drop our toilets on the planet. Um, so as as you're talking, uh, you're standing on the bridge. Um, the engineer, what's her name? Doctor Hannah Dell. Hannah Dell. Sort of, sort of 
mumbles under her breath. She's like, the best tr- truest following of the prime directive would be to prevent these scientists from interfering in this, in this situation entirely. But it's kind of under her breath. Like she's a little timid. Yeah. Sometimes so we, we just kill the scientists. That's what we do. Just kill them. No, murder hobos. No, no. Sometimes you, you let people have free, free will to make choices that they shouldn't murder. Um, hobos. um I still think we need to fix this planet. As far as the alien technology, you've you've basically exhausted your your capabilities as far as that goes. Okay. So I think, Chris, that means that that's a dead end, and we probably just can't talk about it anymore. I think we're gonna give the we're gonna give the information to the scientists and what they do with that information. No, we should tell them to not mess with it anymore. I I will tell them that. I'll make sure that I'm very direct with them. Do not help them. Or we will nuke you from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> so we should beam back down and talk to the uh, talk to the scientists. Okay. Um, uh, you, you talk to uh, Doctor Faz, and he, he says, he says, um, Captain, I I appreciate the, the the importance of of the Prime Directive. I mean, as a as a as a trill, I've experienced many lives and and i know better than most the the impact that interfering in other cultures can have but the these these people they're going to they're going to go to the planet with or without our help the contamination of organ 2 is going to happen regardless but with without without our help and it would really be great if we could also have yours they're they're not going to have enough genetic diversity and they're going to die out. Hmm. When you say gen- provide with genetic, genetic diversity, genetic diversity. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that was bound to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> you weren't you weren't passing the fire. <laughs> let me ask you. Look, you're you're an informed person. You're a scientist. What is your proposed solution? And let's see if we can find some middle ground because we don't want to interfere beyond the natural course of life as it were so what would you suggest i mean if maybe if 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 you're not willing to to help with 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 shuttles and transporters i understand that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of uh technological technology contamination Mm -hmm. um you know maybe we can we can help them with with just a just a little bit of of supplies and technology, replicate some parts and and bring them down and help them you know build a some more ships so that they can get enough people out to to survive as a species. So advance their technology so therefore in the next six months they learn how to escape the planet. Basically, well, they have the technology to escape the planet. Just help them build more ships. At the same level they have now. Well, they need to build some bigger ships so they can take more people. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a bigger boat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems that seems reasonable. What What are they lacking in your estimation? Um, I mean, so uh, let me ask it a different way. I'll give you a binary question: Is it raw materials or is it technology? Because I think that's where we're. At an impasse. It's, it's probably a combination of, of, of raw materials and, um, like construction time. They don't have time to build enough ships at their technology level. Do they need, um, 
hands to build? Is that what they need? Or do they need, do we need to figure out a way to extend the life cycle of the planet? Well, they have six months. I mean, from, from, from what I saw in that control room, I think we've done everything we can as far as the, the, that technology goes. Um, yeah. Okay. There, there are people here to work. If you, you know, had, had crew from the ship that would help though. I understand that that potentially increases the risk of contamination. Um, but, but material, you know, as, as they would call it refined or processed material, of course, that we would, mm-hmm. you would just replicate. Um, is could, it possible to disguise ourselves as the people on the planet, given our current technology on the ship? Um, and what I'm asking is, you know, and this is to the crew, like, could we pretend that we are people of the planet? Like, oh, I figured out how these things work. Right, and, oh, yeah. oh, oh, my goodness. I figured out how to put this together. Isn't this great? It's still interference. The problem is what it sounds like all we need to do is replicate the, the materials they need at their same level of technology and probably some specific manufacturing, manufactured materials and just beam them down and have the minister know where they are. Right. And leave them in a warehouse. Right. And say that these have been produced at this location through another source and come pick them up and put them together. That's what it sounds like we need to do. I mean, more or less, I don't know if we can get more invasive than that, but yes, that's, that sounds the minimal. That sounds like a good idea to me. I think that minimizes our impact on here, that we're not giving them new technology. We are benefiting them into doing what they're going to do anyway. Um, and it does limit our... I think we have our, to negotiate that they will that um, they will settle in those areas of the other planet and try not to interfere too much. Yeah, infecting them. With the, the indigenous life until... They're going to do it anyway. As an astrophysicist, I have to let you guys know that when one planet goes careening out of the solar system, it does have a catastrophic effect on all the planets on everything around it yeah so, so just moving them to the other planet is not going to work are you an actual astrophysicist yes i am that is actually completely untrue but okay no we, my, it says it right on my character sheet astrophysics cybernetics quantum mechanics oh sorry that's not what i meant no i believe that i'm saying that you're wrong about the planet losing itself is going to damage the other planets yeah, sure. Like if Mars literally like went out of the solar system, our gravitational balance would be so oh, yeah. far off. We would. He's right. It'll have no impact on us. They are too. Mars is too far away to have any impact on. No way. No. No way. Earth. That's not Sorry. true. Yes, that's absolutely true. We'll, we'll ask Google later. We'll, um, ask, um, we'll, we'll ask Alexa here. Alexa, if Mars leaves the solar system, what will happen to Earth? She, she said, <laughs> "I'm not sure." I have found that Mike is an idiot. Um, so I think I think dropping all the parts off for them I think is a great idea. All those in favor? Okay. So the 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 chief the chief scientist is also an astrophysicist and he rolled two successes. So, so he tells you that. that the planet collapsing um, will not affect the the orbit of Organ Two. They're just far enough apart that there'll be some debris that might you know be some shooting stars or whatever, but. It's not going to. Oh, so we're doing we're doing movie science. Got it. Yep. TV science. Welcome to my world, this, bitches. This is a TV no, that's, show. That's bullshit. Your whole concept is absurd. <laughs> it's well, Einstein's theory of relativity. Put a ball in the middle of a thing. It's going to affect the rest of them around it. Move it away. It's going to. It's just going to collapse. It's not going to move. Oh, it have such minimal effect. I don't oh, know. Do you really want to go down that road with me? I do. <laughs> All right, you guys. All right, listen. That's very seductive. 
A dude. All right, do you guys do you guys let me run this starship off the off the road? You guys need to. <laughs> oh, you're the. Over. Oh yeah, you're a captain. Don't of, make me pull this starship right, over in name only. That's right. Whatever. Um. So I, I say we do the parts thing and we walk away. I like. I it. say we nuke him from orbit. <laughs> okay. Jesus. So can we just let's talk about science again? We, no, we wait till they build a ship so they're a threat, and then we nuke. Actually, them. you know what the best solution would be is just to um transport a lot of the uh, alien technology that's keeping the planet together up to our ship and get the hell out of here. I mean, it's a whole room full of equipment. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Well, then we'll just bring parts of it. The good parts. Well, I think the planet will just pull apart at that point. That's fine. Um, we'll be gone. <laughs> that's why you're not. Counting. I think that's the path to the most profit. Uh, all right. So I think we're going to do the parts thing. Okay. So, uh, captain, give me diplomacy. Uh, do I have a character sheet here? That's the ship. Um, okay. So you decide to, uh, replicate some materials and use some creative, uh, um, explanations mm -hmm. to, to help the scientists help the Lormians without, without really directly helping as, as you see it, it's kind of a, kind of a little bit of a gray area because you can't, you know, you can't really stop the Lormians from their exodus that right. would violate the prime directive. And they're not, we're not going to build the ships for them. Neither them nor the scientists are, are bound by the prime directive themselves. So it's going to take you a couple weeks, maybe five to six weeks to, to replicate those materials. And, um, you want to kind of hide as it were, from Starfleet Command, at least for that amount of time. So, how do you how do you want to do that? Are we still in contact with them? I thought we were in in the Expanse and we couldn't talk to them. Um, you are in the Expanse. There are communications going out, and you would expect th th it to be somewhat likely. They would expect it somewhat likely for you to be able to respond to. All right. Uh, subspace communication. Well, then I'll give them, I'm going to give them a captain's report then of what's going on and why we need to stay for a little bit longer. And that captain's report is going to be that, that we did find some ancient technology, uh, but we're only able to get it to, um, probably maintain itself for six months currently. We're still working on that and need more time to investigate and try to determine whether or not we can completely fix the technology and figure out who the ancient, um, uh, aliens were to see if that will help us or will help us understand more about, you know, people in the Shackleton expanse. So that I'll keep them informed. We will report back in another week to see how things are going. And I'll just keep giving them that line for a while. Okay. Let me give them the corporate line. Mm -hmm. Actually working on it. Swear. I don't have a character for this. Um, so do I'm sure there's a rule for this somewhere in the book that I'm not going to look up right now. What line? Uh, yeah. Social conflict. Um, conflict. Man. Give me presence and command. Presence and command. Okay. And then what am I, what am I doing with that? Uh, it will be, it'll be an opposed task. Yeah. Um, so can I use momentum? Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to use momentum on this. And 
deception. Falsehoods and deceit can be valuable tools, but they are dangerous ones. Um, Does it go against one of your values? I don't think so. Spirit of discover. Oh, value. Values? Where are my values? Those are my talents. Oh, values. Yeah, risk leads to knowledge and reward. Trust the people you lead. A crew is family. Ship is home. Protecting both comes first. Plans don't always come together. That's my. Those are my values. Be prepared. I thought I heard something about lying, but or deception. deception. No, nope, that's me. <laughs> I was reading deception, falsehoods, and deceit. I was reading out of the book. Um, yeah, sorry. I was no, just reading. I, I scanned down to on page one sixty one eighty five. My dude's the one that doesn't like liars. Oh no, one sixty five. What am, what are you saying about me? All right, so all right, so I'm using a momentum. I'm using a, and a momentum. Do I change the complication range? Uh, it should be one. Okay, and I'm. Can I? Does inspiration work in this? Uh, diplomacy, totally diplomacy. Maybe diplomacy. All right, I'm gonna use diplomacy as my focus. Uh, and I guess that's it. So here it goes. Wait, I can't see the. Can't see my roll. We're all going. We're all going to the break. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Damn, dude, you were on fire. I'll roll tonight. this anyway, just for the sake. Of- I think his. I think his thing's hacked. You might check that, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Admiral, who I also gave a name, Janeway, uh, Admiral he- 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 Hebert, um, responds back. She says, uh, "Very good, Captain. Uh, just keep us informed." And so you spend, you spend five to six weeks in orbit and you replicate some components and, uh, take them down by shuttle or, or teleportation and, you know, to, to keep that secretive. Um, and you, you give some, you know, some, some kind of gray area assistance to the scientists who are technically violating the prime directive, but they're not Starfleet officers. Um, and in the end, um, after you, after you leave, because you're, you know, there's only so long you can keep stalling, uh, the admiral at the, at the station, um, you get reports, uh, you know, on personal communique from, uh, Dr. Faz and Dr. Sherman that they were able to save, um, a little, a little over a million, about, about a million, 200,000. Not too shabby. And, and they're they're fairly certain that b- barring any you know major <laughs> major natural disasters uh the the race will survive um you know it's it's unfortunate that the other you know basically half of their civilization um is going to perish but you you've helped them save you know over a million more than they would have without your help they're better than the vulcans well, we're always better than the Vulcan. Logic. Vulcans lost their whole planet. That's that's not this universe. What? There is only one universe. Nice. To be continued. I love it. Hey everyone, Dennis Rogers here. This has been Klingons and Dragons Episode 4. Part 2 based on the Star Trek Adventure scenario Decision Point by Ian Lemke. Special thanks to Geek Scholars Movie News, The Front Porch, and Modifius Entertainment. If you have questions or comments on the show, you can email us at klingonsanddragons at gmail.com or go to our website, klingonsdragons.com. 
If you enjoyed the show, you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, we'd appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. So what we need to do is we need to go back um, in a year to, to find that doctor and see if, if the if the medieval people now have a new religion that revolves around you know fiery things coming out of the sky and furry right. creatures that live in the trees. Furry creatures. I got a religion about furry creatures. Let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. I know you do. <laughs>